Thank you for coming to my two panelists who I'll introduce in, in a second to this talk, which is entitled, What is the Role of the Artist in Society? Uh, my name is Kevin Jones, and I'm an arts writer uh, based here in Dubai. And I am joined today by Lila Binbrek, who is the coordinating director of the National Pavilion of the UAE, which pre presents the United Arab Emirates annual exhibition at the Venice Biennale, both the Architectural Biennale and the Art Biennale, and also Stephen Hobbs, who is, the art, who is an artist and a curator, uh, and who co-directs uh, the artist collaborative and public art consultancy, the Trinity Session in Johannesburg, South Africa. So just a word on today's format, uh, both Lila and Stephen We'll start with a brief overview of the projects that they're working on and their practices, because I think it's fair to call what you do, Lila, practice, and certainly in Stephen's case, it's true. Um, and this will try to tackle, I think in some ways, the idea of the role of the artist uh, in society. And if it doesn't answer the question, it should at least lay the groundwork for imagining what potential answers could, could look like. Um, and after they present that, um, I'm going to engage them in a couple of questions and then we'll conclude our, our time together today. So, Lila will begin with a brief overview of her practice. I like calling it your practice. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Stephen. Thank you for being here today. Um, yeah, practice. Mm, interesting word. Uh, so yes, I do oversee the UA Pavilion at the Venice Biennale. We do both the art and architecture exhibitions, which means every year we're working on an exhibition. Um, we have been participating, the UAE has been participating since 2009 in the Art Biennale, and in 2013 signed a long-term lease, which means we're committed for the next 20 years to part participate in this large international event. As most people know, the Venice Biennale is considered uh, in the art and architecture worlds as the Olympics of the art and architectural. And for the UAE to be participating in that is quite an achievement. Since 2014, it was the first time we did the architecture Biennale in our permanent space, which is in the Arsenale section of, of the Biennale itself. And over the six years that I've been coordinating director and overseeing this project and seeing this continuity of practice, it's been very interesting to see how what we do in Venice, which might seem this um, you know, obscure project that we do outside of the country, how what we do there or how we represent the country there has in a way infiltrated and kind of seeped into the local discourse here. Um, so maybe that's something we can talk about later. Uh, the other thing that I would say that's really uh, quite interesting and unique about our uh, organization is that we also have the Venice Internship Program, which has been running since the beginning. And it was mainly, uh, it was set up primarily to really kind of um, uh, create or, or recognize this need for cultural practitioners in the UAE and how, how do we give them that international experience, how do we expose them to more uh, diverse experiences within arts and culture. And so what we do is we send interns from the UAE, both UAE nationals and long-term residents, to go to Venice during the exhibition uh, for a month and manage and work for us there, basically taking care of the exhibition, but also have the opportunity to be exposed to such a large international event and hopefully get inspired. 
And we've been doing that since 2009. I, I would say we've had over 200 uh, interns go through our program. And I think you could look at any arts and cultural institution across the UAE and find an alumni in there. So this is also something that we kind of give back on a more local level as well. Stephen, would you like to kind of tell us a little bit about Trinity Section or, or, uh, Session or, or more specifically the Urban Chemistry Project? I think that's one of the things you wanted to, to develop. Thanks for having me and lovely to be here. Nice to meet you. Um, I, so the Trinity Session has been in existence for close on 20 years now and we're a collective that was forged out of a moment where the sort of art economy had collapsed in Johannesburg, South Africa and we looked to self-organization and... Um, and collectivity as a means of, of uh, surviving a very bleak, underfinanced environment and so on. And I think what's, uh, as, a, as a precursor to what I want to talk about now, I think what's critical is our practice also emerged out of and in response to the end of the cultural boycott in 1993-94, the, um, the advent of South Africa's uh, democracy, and certainly in the 90s, an era of uh, ovulation, I suppose, um, for the arts, best exemplified in two biennales, the second of which was um, directed and curated by the late Ockwian Wesor. So for a moment there, there was something very interesting as, uh, as opposed to the sort of uh, a mainstream sort of market-driven art economy. Subsequently, things have changed dramatically, and indeed we have multiple fairs and the like throughout South Africa. But what I want to talk about today is... Um, is as an artist or as an artist collective, we've been consulting to the city of Johannesburg on urban design and public art projects for close on 15 years. And in the last three years, we have been the curator coordinator for all creative-led placemaking along the transit-oriented development corridors in Johannesburg, the Rio Via system implemented along major um, transport arterials in the city. And the purpose behind this new urban infrastructure is it's, a, it's an additional mode of, of transport to complement minibus taxis, metered taxis, uh, metro buses and so forth. And it's contentious in that it is a retrofit to the, to the uh, um, existing urban fabric and, and very much an urban fabric um, designed and planned according to apartheid spatial planning. So really the agenda behind uh, the Rio Via system is about connecting communities and neighborhoods with this additional mode of transport. Along that very extensive linear um, geography are neighborhoods that historically have been um, segregated by the Apartheid uh, Group Areas Act. And only in the last 20 years have we started to see an increasing shift in the demographics of the neighborhoods um, and, and quite radical shifts in, the, in, in, in economic uh, parity. So of where you would have suburbs that were formerly very rich white neighborhoods. You would have seen how the whites have moved out and um, working class black South Africans moving in and increasingly immigrants from the continent. So the, the shift in the, the, the look and feel, the texture and the economics on the street and in the suburbs is, 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 is rich, layered, textured, contradictory and ultimately um, sort of layered in a, in a psychic fear that um, I think is globally recognized that Johannesburg is this sort of crime capital of the world. So the Urban Chemistry Project is a response to um, the work we've been doing for the, for the city of Johannesburg, working in different neighborhoods in a very fine-grained way, extracting creative voices from the resident base of a given neighborhood where a new build is taking place, mm -hmm. and looking at 
the, the, the construction of, of an additional layer of meaning and value to the building project where communities have something authentic and special to say about their history and heritage. In the tracking of that pro program over the last three years, we have um, in, engaged a group of young artists, performers, photographers, and videographers who have documented the building projects we've been implementing mm -hmm. and the, the levels of social engagement through which um, visualizations of history and memory manifest as mural projects, public art pieces, urban, um, urban furniture, mm -hmm. and, so, and so forth. And what is a common thread throughout this is that there is a constant kind of conflict and confrontation around where safe space actually exists in our city and ways in which when you actually come down to the level of a resident um, base, be it a, a, a neighborhood, a, a thoroughfare through a neighborhood, what is, what's impacting that community? What are their challenges and so forth? And how can performance documentary work told through the eyes of local artists, effectively interlocutors in the communication process, uh, unpack and, and, and reveal and unearth new kind of insights into the social politics of that mm -hmm. landscape. Okay. And, and again, just a, a word on, on the types of art. I mean, you, you've evoked it, uh, briefly this idea of performative work and documentary work. How does that get fed back into the community? Who sees it? Who consumes it? How is, how is, the, how is the impact felt, I guess, is, is the first question I would have about that. Well, the, we're very fortunate in the, in the sense that the, the, this work and this project at large is very durational. It takes place over a three-year period and, and, it, and continues. We're out of contract now, but there's some extension and we're continuing. So we are, we're in those neighborhoods every day on a sustained basis, whether, whether it's myself or my team. And through workshopping processes that are the kind of commencement of the, of the, of the identification of voices, be they creative or other, the, 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 the holders of oral history and memory and so forth, that dialogue is documented, filmed, recorded, etc. Through the process of community exhibition and a kind of um, welcoming of the local community to the production of telling of stories through visual methods, mm -hmm. uh, little sculptures and maquettes, paintings and so forth, we start to start have a conversation with products born out of these workshops that local residents can say, oh, oh, and that's how you're telling my history. Mm. And in time, and, and coupled with that, we have also various social media platforms and the Art My Josie handle, which is a way in which um, we can produce another layer of conversation across the geographies we're working in mm -hmm. and also allow for local residents to participate in that, okay. in that conversation as well, wherever connectivity is available and so forth. Mm -hmm. So there's an obvious desire, I mean, on, on my behalf, since I'm kind of sitting in the triangulation of, of this, to, to connect or, or maybe even contrast the two, the, the two projects, um, because it seems that um, the UAE through the pavilion is, 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 is involved in messaging out on an international scale. So it's kind of building, looking at, at, at our cultural production um, from, from the outside in, right? Like where it's, it's your, we're drawing attention on an international scale to the various messages that we want to put out as a, as a nation the diversity of the UAE, our, our cultural legacy. Uh, you know, I think of, of, of one of the, the shows, um, Lest We Forget, at the Architecture Biennial, which again insisted on our, 
um, hidden our, our architectural gems, I mean things that we don't necessarily always have on top of mind. And 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 then I I contrast this with with you, which seems to be working from you know from the inside out. You know that you're building this kind of very um, uh, community-centric cultural production in order for it to ripple out, as you've just said, through these these different kind of digital channels that you can use so that um, the spaces are, are, are reconsidered and cultural production is almost reconsidered as a means of correcting a rather flawed social order, which we don't really have here. So I just react to that, I guess. Maybe. So I think one of the things that, for me, I think that is a, even though with Stephen, it's more very much a local uh, initiative, and what I'm working in is a very much a, an outsider initiative. At the end of the day, we're both trying to tell stories, you know, and make the other not so much the other anymore. And one way to do that is through art. Art and dialogue is one of the ways that you you can share stories and become less, you know, um, scary maybe to other people. Mm. I think if you look at in terms of the National Pavilion, if you look at why. Okay, why participate in the Venice Biennale? Why does it matter? You know, it's the only Biennale in the world that still exists as country-specific. Most mm -hmm. of the other Biennales have gotten rid of those mm -hmm. kind of definitions and borders. And, you know, it's, it still seems to be a need out there to kind of, as a, especially as a young country, the UAE is still a young country in relation to a lot of the other larger pavilions that have been doing it since the 1800s. But let's say as a young country in the region that wants to be seen as a leader in arts and culture, which is kind of where the mandate was in 2006, you know, seven, and eight, where they announced the museum projects and all these things they were going to do on a local level, it only made sense that if you want to be seen as a leader, not only do you have to do things internally, but you also then need to be seen as a leader outside. But also paired with that too, it's this perception of, you know, how else can we also come you know, combat the negative stereotypes or the misconceptions people have about the region in a, in a whole, too. So how do you take back that story and retell it? So, you know, and very much this is what we really try to do in the pavilion is that whenever we, you know, in a, we have a whole process of how we appoint our curators and how we decide the next pavilion, we have a committee structure and everything else, but it's very at the core of everything is like, how do we tell that untold story? How do we say, you know, how do we ensure that whatever we're saying or whatever we're presenting is something that people don't know about us? Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes those stories that we uncover are actually really even unknown stories here locally because there aren't a lot of spaces, let's say, where those stories can be unearthed or be shared. It's not to say people aren't discovering them or... Yeah researching them, but there aren't a lot of spaces or haven't been up until now. And they're, and they're growing. More spaces are coming up. But until now, I would say like 10 years ago, you know, El Cercal Avenue didn't exist the way that we know it now. So there, were, there weren't these kinds of platforms. And are you able to initiate things when you bring that like intelligence back when you see these things can you can you are you involved in the in like i know that placemaking is, is, is a word that came up a lot in, in your conversations before i actually triangulated myself into it but i mean is is are you able to use the knowledge that that you're getting from this exposure and bring it back locally to create these spaces oh not i don't mean necessarily the pavilion or or or, or the foundation creates these things but are you able to 
engage the right people so that these 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 things do see the light of day? You know, I think it's. Um, I mean, we try as much as I mean, we are the national pavilion. So whenever we try to partner up, we're one of the few arts organizations that is a national pavilion. So we have an easier leeway to work with lots of different partners in terms of how whether it's a series of talks or activations or or whether they become partners in the pavilion itself. Um, I think by default, usually the curators, you know, and the research, by bringing what they're doing or whatever, especially in architecture, there's so many people doing really interesting work across the country. And up until, let's say, the most recent, let's say, even the Sharjah Architecture Triennial that recently had mm -hmm. happened, that's very recent, but there were no platforms to bring these people together, you know. Sure. Um, and But by participating in the Architecture Biennale, these people now become more visible. And then you see these other projects happening, like UAE Modern during Design Week. There are yeah. a lot more architectural talks and design talks happening. The triennial happened. Who knows what's going to happen after that? And a lot of people that we know okay. have been involved. So it's, a self, it's not necessarily that we are pushing them, but by bringing these things out, they then come to the sphere of knowledge of others mm -hmm. and other things magically and beautifully okay. happen. <laughs> And then, and your storytelling and placemaking as well, which again, as I've I've kind of framed it as as in the, the opposite dynamic of this, but is it is it really? I mean, we've just had one of the biggest nation building events of the last five years: South Africa winning uh, the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is, and and it is so momentous in in its I, from the the sort of medialized iconicness of it. Uh, uh, the team led by a black South African, the team um, uh, mm -hmm. well represented in that regard. And it and it brings us back to the 95 game and Mandela wearing the rugby jersey and all this kind of stuff. Take that that sort of national messaging um, to the world and the, it's kind of heartwarming for everybody who remembers Mandela. Come back onto the ground now to your question uh, in South Africa and it's okay, great. What happens in the post-event situation? Mm -hmm. How does that image of a great team succeeding in a great match speak to um, a kind of national agenda around working together to sort out like serious uh, unemployment issues, um, crime-related matters, all this kind of stuff? So the scale at which the urban chemistry project works, and particularly the um, the 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 Ria Via um, regenerative project of this region of of central Johannesburg. I mean, this is massively challenging, uh, and I think that the the scale at which we are operating each of, in each of these neighbourhoods is incredibly fine grained, and specifically, who are the people that are impacted by this and likely to move forwards with some sense of agency or new skill set, uh, shared or otherwise, is 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 hard to measure. The, 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 where we see the value in the work and in the project is that I suppose like the purpose of having the, the National Pavilion, this is a, this is a powerful messaging platform. It is, about, it is about promoting ideas and thinking, even if these ideas are relatively young in their, in their origination. While the context is, the city is at least 60 years old, so to speak, the 10 year identity of it is very new and sparkly. So for Johannesburg, which is in a way uh, uh, also a very young city globally speaking, it's only 150 odd years old mm. and wouldn't exist exist if it weren't for the discovery of gold. Mm. The, 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 
the cross-pollination of knowledge from one neighborhood, be it just outside of Soweto where we're working, to 10 kilometers down the line to Brixton, which is a township, which is a neighborhood ostensibly white, but then, but actually of mixed, um, very much of mixed race, uh, and uh, Indians, whites, blacks, and so on, all living together, then completely broken apart and disrupted by the apartheid system. Now trying to reclaim space in a very fractured way, you know, what is, the, what is the purpose of art in this context when actually people are concerned about service delivery, the lack of electricity, water and sewerage management, like real day-to-day -day issues? And, and it would be ridiculous to assume that the work that we are doing is change-making to the level that it will um, necessarily change people's lives in the, in the main. But what is very powerful about the work is because it is a process of engagement with people and through the personal narrative, an individual voice or a collective voice, mm -hmm. visualized and made concrete for people outside of that circle to actually see the physical, visible change in the environment direct, directly impacts the policymakers. Mm. And it's a kind of subtle um, avant-gardism. It's a provoking and annoying at the, at the decision makers and our fraught politics at the mm -hmm. municipal mm -hmm. level and at the national. So uh, for us, it's a, it's a very engaged, project and perhaps to come back to the, the the starting point it's not unlike a scrum and we're fighting for ground we're fighting for inches mm -hmm. but uh, it's because of the durational nature of the work staying present and not taking a kind of helicopter approach to sort of parachuting mm -hmm. in um, you start to accumulate even as the, the leaders of the project knowledge that is valuable and is worthy of documentation of, of recording and of publishing and we and one starts to share from there. This platform, in and of itself, is a massive moment for us to just talk about our work. Yeah, yeah. So I guess then let's bring it back down to the artist. Where is the artist in everything that that, that you do? Because it sounds like here we're talking about a very social engaged type of practice and almost like an activist type of practice. Whereas I, I feel that the artist, and I suppose we need to fold the architects into it to a certain degree as well. Um, you know, they, they, they seem to be playing an entirely different role, almost in, in a kind of institution building uh, context. They're enlisted into the, into the, 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 if not the creation, at least the reinforcement of, a, of, a, of an institutional framework. So how, where, like, for each of you, where, where, where is the artist? What, what is his or her role? In any community, the artist's role is, should be, is quite central in that through, like I said before, arts and culture provides a much, um, an easier way, a more, a more non-threatening way to discuss sometimes some very sensitive or difficult topics, whether it be, whether it be social topics. You can see uh, a lot of young uh, Emiratis going into the art field and talking about very personal social issues that they're working through. Um, so in society as a general, I think to be a really, fully formed, complex, diverse society, you need to involve those artists and architects in the conversation. So like there needs to be more cross-pollination in terms of uh, practice. So, you know, uh, within our next pavilion, so our, our, for example, our architecture RFP for the 2020 call out urged those people who were making proposals to include artists and musicians and, you know, other fields of practice within their proposal. So it wasn't just an architectural proposal, an academic, but how do you really engage on a more diverse level to have something that's just a little bit more holistic and kind of engaging in a way. 
But in terms of a, of a kind of anticipated outcome, for example, mm-hmm. I, I, I would struggle to find an activist practice in, in, in the UAE simply because, yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't function with that kind of, again, flawed yeah. social order. There's no, what would we activate against? It, you know? Well, it's hard, right? Because if you think about it, a majority of the population of the UAE are not from the UAE. We're right. here is, as, you know, long term, I mean, we've made it home, let's say, or we've made, you know, we're here temporarily or for whatever reason. And... You know, so we're not in that kind of environment where we can really actively activate against. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, active and activism to me can also be doesn't always mean like you're standing outside protesting, or uh, it can be very subtle mm-hmm. and sometimes uh, you know and very nuanced too mm-hmm. in terms of how do you how do you shift the conversation, how do you shift the dialogue to be more open uh, in a way that will allow the individuals or organizations, let's say government or whoever, whoever you're fun, like whoever it is that you have to answer to, be more able to hear it and be comfortable with it to be able to have that dialogue. So what, what happens a lot of the time I find with activism is that if you're so, if you're too angry and you're shouting too much, the other party gets too hesitant to even want to hear you. Yeah. So there are many different ways of being an activist. There are many different ways of, um, you, and if you look closely, you can see it in some of the art practice of that the generations that are coming up and how they're really trying to shift the conversation about what is their role in society. You know, what does it mean to be, let's say, um, a, a, like, what is home? Mm. How, like, who is this home to, really? And we've seen a lot of these kind of conversations, of course, yeah. you know? And that might not seem like a big thing outside, but it's huge here. Mm-hmm. So. It, it's developing, it's happening. Okay. And am I too swift to label um, this practice activist in a way? And this kind of socially engaged practice that, that you're doing, the, the, the performative and the documentary work, is that an unfair label? Or do you feel, do you feel that, that that's kind of really what you're, what you're working with? Well, I, I just I want to quickly backtrack. I know we're close to being out of time, but conceiving of our cities and of cities today and cities of the future, if the conversation is not transdisciplinary, we're in, a, we're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. So at the most basic, the conversation between art and architecture is essential in my opinion, and that is one of the reasons why the Trinity Session is so actively engaging with architects in order to shift their modus operandi around built form and not just decorating buildings per se, although that's kind of cool too, but really thinking about how their buildings can can function and lend identity to con- and, and respond to context and so on. So there's that kind of thing. That, that dialogue is essential to me. Um, but to, to refer to the Urban Chemistry Project and what has taken place, say, in the collaborative work between Zivanai Matangi, the photographer, and Mantao Mpwatset, the performer, they're working, they are resident Alexandrians. Alexandra Township is one of the oldest in Johannesburg, and it is on the other side of the highway, opposite Santon Central, the richest square mile in Africa. Okay. Our stock exchange is there, all of our IP is there. And if you want to talk about the levels of inequality, you just got to stand on the highway and look left, east and west. Mm-hmm. So what Mantala and Z are doing is they're, they're looking at the kind of rights of a of a woman's body to heavily gendered, male-gendered spaces. And Mantala's work is, um, is, is very much about, I mean, she, no, she's, she loves Alexandra Township, but what we don't see in the photographs is what is being said to her while she is sitting, um, inserting herself into a tavern which is male-dominated. Mm. 
Zivanai is 20 meters away taking the photograph, and these men are speaking in a very, very disrespectful way towards her, mm -hmm. under, their, under their voices. And what she unpacks in the podcast attached to this project is the sense which she is, you know, she is being targeted aggressive, passive-aggressively, seen as not objectified sexually, etc., etc. Zivanai, as a photographer, is feeling somewhat sort of paternalistic towards her, worried that she is threatened. Her process, while she's posing for the shot or, or engaging the situation, is one of having to internalize the threat. And Zivanai is one of anxiety and having to surrender to not being able to support him. Yeah. And what she talks about the, the day after, so going home angered, frustrated by the men who constantly objectify and disempower, the following morning she wakes up and goes, it's another day and I can walk these streets. And this is unpacked in the sort of supporting texts mm. to the exhibition. Now, is that acti activism or not? That's academic to me. Mm -hmm. It's about a very, very sophisticated, but nuanced and near invisible conversation between two types of artists trying to reimagine re and re-engage very, very fraught spaces and the apartheid um, township planning legacy. And I think that's something to work with. And I think design exists in that. And I think when we start to come to that, that, that tenuous space that Mantala unpacks, that is both psychological, embodied, and completely ephemeral, mm -hmm. we have to think about design tools that can respond to that. And that's the purpose of the work. Mm. And keeping it sort of out there so that, that it gets heard and seen and spoken lived about. and spoken about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think this is also part of our you know, mandate as well, because the, the art world here specifically can be slightly a well-kept secret in many ways. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if the role of the artist is to kind of provoke these conversations and create exactly. the spaces in which they can happen, I mean, I guess it's up to people like you and, and, mm -hmm. and everyone, you know, in, in, in an arts-based yeah. institution to bring that out more into the public and get yeah. it spoken about. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people are intimidated by galleries, for example, or don't have the means or, or to go to the museums. I mean, maybe one of the things that we need to have more here are these community art spaces, yeah, you know, that yeah. are not about, that are just about artists taking them over and, and doing work, which you can see happening on, you know, on the avenue. Uh, but we need more other spaces across the UAE, I think, to engage. Okay. Well, on that note, engagement. Um, I think I'd just like to thank you both. Um, yes, we're out of time. But, um, but yeah, very, very fascinating, both. I mean, on both ends of the spectrum, I do see it as a spectrum. But I, you know, I, and again, thank you very much. And, and, and let's carry on engaging. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Brilliant. Thank you, thank you very much. Lovely yeah. to meet you both. Thank yeah. you. Likewise.